0: You are listening to Fed by Ravens with Matt and Adam.
1: Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Adam. Welcome to day two hundred and seventy-five and two hundred and seventy-six of Fed by Ravens, where we are talking our way through the the scriptures, the Holy Scriptures, in their entirety. Only in the year two thousand eighteen.
0: Only. <laughs> only.
1: <laughs> where are we today, Matt?
0: Our Old Testament reading for today is Jeremiah, chapter 4, verse 10, through chapter 7, verse 29.
1: This guy deserves the blues.
0: Yes. He there's, earned it.
1: Yeah, if there's anybody <laughs> singing the blues, it's Jeremiah for sure. how shall. Sure. <laughs> so, Jeremiah is actually amazed as we pick up in verse 10. There's a moment where he actually just kind of is astounded and appalled he's like uh surely god you you're not gonna like you've just dece- have you deceived these people what's happening here this is too awful yeah and what i saw was like of all the prophets how many books have we read so far
0: 35 we've read 35 books well we'll be finishing our 35th book philippians today. today
1: out of all of the prophets and all these there's there's been few places where the person writing interacts in this way. Yeah. Like, you kind of see Moses interacting mm-hmm. sometimes with God and saying, what are you doing? And um, and Jeremiah is like, um, God, surely you have deceived... Like, he's trying to... He's interacting with what he's he, seeing and hearing.
0: He's wrestling with what he's seeing.
1: And that's why he's called the weeping prophet. Because
0: he's like, this is awful.
1: He's in complete uh, anguish over what he's seeing and hearing about um, the hot winds of judgment coming for the cities of Judah. Yes. So And so, then he turns angry. It's like all all the things of grief, right? Then he gets upset. He's like, oh, my people are so stupid. Like, mm -hmm. why are they so disobedient? Why are they so bad?
0: And again, I love how he kind of keeps bringing, or I don't know if it's Jeremiah or God or both, or they keep crying out for wash your heart. It's like always this renewal of the heart, like, Look, I know you're trying to, you're doing all of the rituals and everything, but that's not what saves you. It's not manipulation, it's your heart. This has always been about that.
1: And he then goes in, um, in verse 23, says, I looked on the earth, and behold, it was without form and void. Yeah, okay, good. And And to the heavens, they had no light. Like, does that remind you of anything? Formless
0: and And void? void. Yes, so this is a, um, Isaiah used this, one of the prophets. Recently, that we just read, Okay. used this term, but it was like so much information that we were just kind of
1: we had to go running at, through yeah. it,
0: and uh, I realized. So that that's a term that they use like after like a great battle or something, but it's also the term that was used to describe the earth or the creation before God formed it. And so what Jeremiah, he's seeing these visions of destruction, like the Lord's showing him this is what's going to happen. And he doesn't know how else to explain it other than the reversal of creation. Yes.
1: Well, it's it's the other side of God's word. Mm -hmm. So God created everything. He's looked over the earth as formless and void, spoke into it and created. And the other side is when you've turned from the Lord completely, his word comes back to you and
0: does the opposite of creation destruction mm-hmm. but so he sees that and he's mourning yeah. over this and the lord though has to stop him and say the whole land shall be a desolation that's mm-hmm. you're not wrong yet i will not make a full end
1: that's that's exactly what i was going to bring up full desolation yet not the end then at the end of verse uh, chapter four i'm sorry yet not all is lost. There's this Mm -hmm. idea that not all is lost. Okay, it's going to be awful. Then you go to chapter five, and where he's dealing with the reality, um, again, he's interacting with this vision and prophecy, but he's dealing with the reality that, like, oh, maybe I'll talk to my people. I'll go, Mm -hmm. you know, when you have that hope, like, if I say something, I know these people, and they're pretty reasonable, and it's fine. And yet they go, and it's like, they're way more obstinate and stubborn and unrepentant, and he's like, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, full destruction is going to happen, So not
0: a full end. So I was reading this and realized this is a a callback to Sodom and Gomorrah Mm -hmm. because he's like, run run through the streets and try to find at least one righteous person. Maybe if we find one righteous person, uh, it'll withhold God's wrath. But he's like, I ran around and I looked at the poor and I was like, Oh, they don't know God. Well, I'll go to the great. They'll—they surely have to know God. Like the kings, the priests, they have to know God. And and he goes to them. And he's like, they're the same.
1: Yeah, it's if not worse. It's a total bummer. And in fact, um, one of the ways to describe the bummer of unrepentance was verse twelve for me. It's a, it's the second time in the last couple of days it's come up, uh, at least for me. And it's mm-hmm. about this uh, apathy yes. towards God. So what I mean is to quote. They have spoken falsely of the Lord and have said what? Like, how do you speak falsely of the Lord? He will do nothing. No disaster will come upon us, nor shall we see the sword or famine. The prophets will become wind. The word is not in them. Thus shall it be done to them. So what hits me is the lie that we believe today is not always... Uh, false gods so mm-hmm. much as complacency in we don't believe God yeah, will God, do
0: anything God's not going to really do anything we
1: question his mm-hmm. goodness and his grace so then you got you, what you were saying was yeah it's just really poetic and shocking like how harsh and in, I had in verse 19 it's like why has the Lord done all this mm-hmm and he says, "As you have forsaken me and served foreign gods in your land, so shall you serve foreigners in a land that is not yours." So, like, I'm giving you actually what you want.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And and then, like you said, you want like, idols? I'll give you idols. <laughs> um, and then it's the, so it's the mix of worshiping idols mm-hmm. with what comes with that is it seems like what always what always goes with yes. it is the rich oppression of the fatherless and the needy, like.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I Yes, I Sorry, see that. So I was going to uh, say the tie-in with idols, which I think he said this last. our uh, last reading, was um, we worship things that can't see and can't hear, and we yes. become just like them. Yes. And so whenever we chase after those things, we become deaf, blind, mute um, to God. Right. And then we begin to act like... It's Uh, horrible people. (laughs) It's it's
1: like we we understand the word worship when you use it in the realm of like sports or Mm -hmm. entertainment. Like if I worship Michael Jordan, LeBron James, that means I want to be like Mike, right? Mm -hmm. I want to act like him. But when we say worship God, we think it's something else. Like we're just saying thank you, thank you. We're not trying to be like him. And so that connection of you are what you eat. Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) even taking the Lord's Supper, you are what you worship. Right. So figure out what you worship, and the prophets, the priests, and the people are overall, essentially, have become completely whack. Wow. They're deaf. They can't see. They they're um, blind to the realities. So poor Jeremiah is in anguish over that. And then mm-hmm. in chapter six, unless, he, we're just going to keep. oh no, yeah, on. go to six. Uh, essentially, all are going to be devastated. The prophets have not dealt with the wound. That was for me the first oh, verse man. in uh, chapter fourteen. Because after I read that, I was, I started praying and I was like, thanking that Jesus has dealt with the wound. So mm-hmm. to give the whole verse to everybody, he's talking about the, um, the prophets and all the way. Everyone from the prophets to the priests are dealing falsely. They have healed the wound of my people lightly, saying peace, peace when there is no peace. Yes. And that idea of you have, you know, it's the old, you have cancer, here's a Mm Band-Aid. Or things are really bad, but we're like, hey, it's okay.
0: You continue
1: to live Mm -hmm. a godless life in disobedience to God with no concern, no fear of God. And yet you come to me, a pastor, saying, God loves me, right? And if I say God loves you, yes, it's true. He's died for you and he loves you that is treating your wound lightly. Mm -hmm. It's actually giving, saying peace when there's no peace because the only way that peace is going to come is to cut out the cancer, to deal with the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where the law comes in. The law has to cut it out. And then the gospel can say, and now God will heal you with the balm of Christ. But I just like that idea of of, uh, the way he says it. They've healed the wound of my people lightly, which is what we love to do when it's just gospel without law.
0: Yes. True. Anyway. Yeah, if there's no repentance, how can you receive Oh, thanks. Oh, so,
1: so I'm cool still just doing whatever I want? No. Wait, but God forgives. And you say,
0: well, you yeah. got to ask for forgiveness. Yeah, but you don't want forgiveness. Right. You. What do you
1: want in that point? You don't want forgiveness. You want an okay. A validation. Yeah, you want a validation. Do you guys validate? Yeah. No, we don't. No. Not anymore. Well, they did in Jerusalem. They did. Israel. Yeah, that was
0: the problem. Uh, wow. It's just... Continue to do what you want that's and then show up, do your little ritual sacrifice and then go away. It is a lot like, mm-hmm.
1: do you guys validate? I had to come here for a business and mm-hmm. I don't want to pay for parking. Do you right. validate? And so you get the little validation mm-hmm. thing and you put it in your window and you're good. And that's yeah. what relationship with God had become and mm-hmm. has become for many of us who are not. Uh, yeah,
0: and that's why in the rest of this chapter, he's going, I'm not okay with your sacrifices. Yeah. I'm not okay with... Uh, The rituals and everything that you're doing, your burnt offerings, your incense, they're detestable to me. Yeah. Because you're trying to manipulate me. Well. And you're trying to validate, like, oh, I can continue doing whatever I want, Lord. I did the thing that you said to do.
1: What? What? That's kind of how we sound. Mm -hmm. Well, in chapter seven, then, he stands at the temple gate, and he's like, basically, amend your ways and deeds. Like, it's funny to me, you think of street preachers, you don't have... Like if you use the Old Testament, the street preachers mm-hmm. that we think of today on a soapbox would actually be in front of our churches,
0: yeah,
1: not in front of our arenas, like our basketball games right. and our football games, so because that's where they pagans. are. yeah. Yeah, it's actually uh, the the guys who are on the soapbox are speaking to the people of God mm-hmm. as they enter in to do their worship. Yeah. <laughs> not amazing? Well, there's a little section of sweet... I call it the sweetness in uh, chapter 7, verse 5, because it's where... The gospel is offered. Mm -hmm. If you turn, and if you truly execute justice one with another, and do not oppress the sojourner, the fatherless, or the widow, or shed innocent blood in the place, and if you do not go after other gods of your own harm, then I will dwell with you in this place, in the land that I gave of old to your fathers forever.
0: Because again, they are looking to the temple as like, the temple's here. The temple of God is in our place. So we're we're going to be safe. We're going to be secure. God is not going to abandon his temple. Like, nothing bad's going to happen to us. And, and they're like, no, no. The Lord cannot be contained right. in this place. He's choosing to be here, but he can remove his presence as easily as he uh, placed it there. And do not take comfort in the fact that the temple's there. And the Lord even says... Go, go look at Shiloh, which is where my first, where, where I tabernacled when you first came into the land. See what happened there. Yeah, and that's in the northern part where it is now it's gone. Gone.
1: It is interesting. He and Jeremiah will use the word whore or mm-hmm. um, whoring, like prostitution. And it's like the people of God get so accustomed to prostitution that you just pay for intimacy mm-hmm. when you want it, how you want it, and it's it should work. Right. And God's like. We're married. Mm-hmm. You don't just bring in your offerings and say, oh, I'm good now. No, no, no. We're, I want to be... Anyway, did you catch verse 11, the den of robbers? Oh, yeah. That was so cool because he basically is saying you steal, you murder, you commit adultery, you swear falsely, make offerings to Baal, you go after all these other gods, and then come and stand before me in the house of God and say, uh, we are delivered.
0: Mm-hmm. You're only stealing, to go,
1: only to go on doing all these mm-hmm. abominations.
0: Yeah. So, the accusation—this is the accusation that Jesus made—was, mm-hmm. uh, "You are trying to steal blessings from me." So we're referencing
1: You're... when Jesus flips the tables mm-hmm. in the New Testament in the uh, temple. Yes, he says, "You've turned this place into a den of thieves, a den of robbers," quoting the exact same mm-hmm. idea of Jeremiah
0: here. Yeah, and I used to limit it to just like, "Oh, they were." It's because they were buying and selling uh, sacrificial offerings in the temple. But no, it's they're trying to steal blessings from God, saying, I'm going to do this sacrifice, Lord, so I can take your blessing and uh, and I can go and continue to live however I please. And the Lord's like, this is not what this relationship was supposed to look like.
1: And that's why even the disciples quoted, they're like, oh, it says, the psalmist says he'd have great zeal for the house Mm -hmm. of the Lord. And like Jeremiah has this zeal. And so Jesus says, you've turned into a den of robbers, den of thieves. But then I'm thinking, oh, Jesus actually, when he shows up and says this, he is the judgment on God's people. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is God's judgment for those who have no faith. Right. But then, you know, so they didn't obey Jesus. They had no heart, so they missed. God's heart is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And since their hearts weren't aligned with God's heart in faith... They missed it when he sent his heart to the earth. And so Jesus becomes a judge, even in the place of the temple. And they're like, how can you do that? Whereas once your eyes are opened, you're like, wow, Jesus uh, takes the judgment of God on himself and turns our thieving hearts into hearts that can walk with him. Mm-hmm.
0: And so it, it ends with the Lord t- well, one, telling uh, Jeremiah, do not offer any prayer. <laughs> on behalf of these people. Isn't that funny? Do not try to uh, inter- like offer intercessory prayer for them. Right. I will not listen. They don't deserve it. They don't want it. They right. don't want it. They just don't want it.
1: Which is interesting when you apply it to your life. Like I, You're trying to force someone to do the right thing, and mm-hmm. force them to know that you love them, and you're like, I just want to help them. And there comes a point where it's like, even God saying to his prophets, we we can't. It has to be... They have to respond. They have to do more for this.
0: Mm-hmm. We can't do it for them. Right. So... So cut off your hair and lament. Yeah. Because I am judging this generation. Wow. Woo! Okay. Well, Jeremiah! Well, oh, sweet Jeremiah.
1: <laughs> let's go to a happier place.
0: <laughs> the new test of it. Today's New Testament reading is Philippians chapter 3 through chapter 4.
1: It may not be happier. It's it's actually very consistent. Um, We get to chapter 3 where he begins it with finally. So Paul is wrapping up the letter right after chapter 2. And in his finally, he's like, Bro, brothers, sisters, rejoice. Mm -hmm. Like, don't forget to rejoice. I'm calling you all to unity. I know it's going to, there's going to be some friction. It's going to be difficult, but uh, rejoice. We're on the right side of these things. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind. I'll keep telling you the same things over and over again. Like I was feeling a little bad about calling Paul a two trick pony the other day, but I'm like, oh, he even says it. He's like, I'm saying the same things over to you because, and I don't mind it Yeah, because it's safe for you.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't bother me. Which is good to know, because oftentimes when preaching, you start to go, am I just saying the same thing every Sunday? (laughs) And uh, the truth is, yeah, you are, and we need a constant reminder because it's so easy for our hearts to become hardened and stubborn and not listen to the voice of God, and so we do need to hear the same things. It is
1: kind of like taking, you know, do I need to keep taking the medication? I feel good. My allergies aren't flaring up anymore. Well, the medication's working, so keep coming back.
0: But even like we've been engaging the Bible for years and like reading this, I'm starting to like Paul's message is just slowly sinking in now. I know. And I'm going, oh, so I know unity is what he's always cared about. Yes. Cool. That's good to know now. And then, so then even with his warnings and his accusations of like false teachers or prophets or preachers, the accusation is the people, you know, a false prophet or preacher when his goal is to create disunity yeah whenever he's coming in to separate groups of people from one another and divide the church and pit it against itself that is a false prophet it's
1: look out for the dogs protect the gospel the gospel is in the church mm-hmm. protect the church look out for the god the dogs and then he even says here those who mutilate themselves and that's an idea of um the judaizers with circumcision mm-hmm. And he's like, you don't need to cut into your flesh anymore.
0: Yeah, because we have
1: circumcision of the Holy Spirit.
0: Right. And again, he's using that because that's a very literal, like, I did this thing, so mm-hmm. therefore God has to honor it. Right. I, I'm good. I'm circumcised, therefore I'm part of his people. I have to be, because that's what God commanded. And it's again a manipulation of right. the relationship. And he's going, Stop. We don't need to trust in that stuff anymore. Right. That was just a sign. From God, that was a gift from God to say, "Look, just remember, I'm with you, and this is a way you can remember."
1: And yeah, and we've talked about circumcision in the past. It was to fulfill a purpose Mm -hmm. too—that the promised seed is coming through. This, this, these things are being set apart as unto God for Mm -hmm. the saving of the world. Well, that guy's come, and now he's invited us into baptism. And um, and we're not saved just because we're baptized. Mm -hmm. We find assurance of God's love towards us there not um, setting ourselves up as better or worse.
0: Yeah. And so he goes into that and he plays that out and he's like, look, I know our own works do not save us because if anyone's works were going to save them, it would have been me. Yeah. I would have been saved by my following of the law because I, I was a Pharisee of Pharisees. I was hunting down uh, Christians because they were violating the law and I did all of these things. I, I was right. I was from the right family. I can trace my lineage. I know I'm a Jew or a Hebrew.
1: Yeah. No. He's he's like, as to zeal, a persecutor. You know. He yeah. lists everything, and it's funny. This verse, it goes, "Indeed, I count everything a loss, as loss, because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord." So we've always taken that verse oh to be like, "I'm gonna give up Every, something. Yes. Or I'm not gonna eat." Ice cream, or I don't know. It's funny how we use it. Yes, I've
0: always, this has always been misapplied to me.
1: I'm going to lose things for the, because for Everything I enjoy,
0: I have to count as loss. And I'm realizing, oh my gosh. No, it's
1: everything that you, you, everything that you have counted on to give you meaning and worth. So he goes through like all of his credentials that are Mm -hmm. a big deal in the world. He says, I gladly give up those credentials as being the Jew of Jew to be under the salvation of Christ. I gladly give that up because being in Christ is more than being born on the right day, of mm-hmm. the right tribe, of the right people, of the right education, of the right zeal and mind. Yes, and yes. And so he's like, and for his sake, I've suffered the loss of all these things, but I count them as rubbish. Because he's like, compared to what I have in Christ now, right. the freedom of the gospel, it's, I don't need those credentials of that born on the right That wasn't going
0: to save right. me. It right.
1: wasn't going to do anything. At the end, it would just condemn me. It's like someone being, um, you know, you have all this access to money or something, Mm -hmm. a trust fund child, but you find freedom somewhere else, and you're like, oh, I gladly gave up my trust fund to engage this life-giving thing. You know what I mean? Like, we can kind of start to apprehend it, but he's like, it's all rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Yeah. Again, this isn't a pious, he's not making a pious statement. No. Like, you guys should give up everything to follow Jesus. He's saying... Nothing, it, whatever you think makes you good in this world, man, I am so pleased and proud and happy to be found in Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Yeah. Because it's a righteousness of, uh, that has not come from the law. It does not come from myself. It's through faith in Christ.
0: It is funny. I feel like we always flip things. So like he's actually in this one talking about salvation. Yes. And what saves you. And he's like, Christ saves you. Right and but yet we apply it to like godly living but then whenever he's talking about godly living we apply it to salvation yes
1: yes well that's because we're reading it legally like we we, a lot of times we read it legally yeah or just god we can't and we just don't have the time to figure it out
0: yeah we want to know am i
1: good am i good and he's like we're beyond you being good can we get into a real relationship well he says uh i know this is what i love he goes um that I may know him. So it comes down to this relationship. Know him and the power of his resurrection. resurrection. And then may share that. See, if I can know him and the power of his resurrection, what can anything do to me? I just got right. the infinite life on the video yes. game. Like, so
0: I can I suffer. Can, I can wait. I can... I can move fast. I can move slow. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter because
1: the God of resurrection, whatever death is penetrating into my life, I will overcome because mm-hmm. he who... He is greater. Right. And so that's all he's saying. And then he goes, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. This is what I think we lack, is not just getting good stuff now, but really being anchored in the fact that we are the people who resurrect from the dead. Yeah. So whatever suffering you're walking through now, by all means, invite Christ into it. Ask Mm -hmm. for relief. Handle it as a child of God, though knowing that you will be relieved ultimately one day mm-hmm. with a new body, a new mind in perfection with the Lord.
0: Right. And so I think he goes on to say like, look, I haven't anchored yes. on this fully, okay. perfectly yet. <laughs> like I don't fully understand or am fully rooted and uh, have faith in, like I'm, I am going to raise from the dead. Right.
1: He's saying, okay, so the next verses get confusing if you don't understand this. Yes. Not that I have already obtained this or I'm already perfect. But I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal, the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So, Okay, We've yes. made that about salvation, right? Yes. Like, oh, he doesn't even know if he's saved. Mm. He doesn't even know. He, yes. But, but he's con- talking about living. Well, the, context, <laughs> the context is literally about resurrection. Yes. So he's already established. I'm firm in Christ. Thank mm-hmm. God. Now, I don't know what the resurrected body is going to be like. What I know, so that's what he's saying. I haven't obtained the resurrected right. body. Now, I've gotten stinking close because there was a time when I was pulled up into the third heaven, right, right? But I have not obtained my resurrected body, is what he's saying. Yes, but because I know and have faith in the resurrected body, I press on towards the goal, the prize, the upward call, which is a resurrected body. Yes, life after death. That is what he's pushing on to, not his security in Christ here on earth, right. But it's conf- when you read it, it does confuse you at first. Like, wait, so he doesn't even know if he's saved. No, he knows. Oh, no, he he's knows. Trying,
0: I, so I'm reading it as he's just trying to, like, we get distracted with everything. And yes. so he's like, look, I'm just trying to focus on the reality of I will be resurrected. I have eternal life. Christ has given it to me. And I, you know, we lose sight of that sometimes and we mm-hmm. get caught up in everything. But my goal is for me to continue to press into that faith, into that belief, into that reality yeah. of I will be resurrected one day so I can, um, oh, he doesn't, he launches into that in four, well, doesn't he? I wanted to. Yeah. Keep you, going. Okay, no, 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 So okay. I was
1: just thinking like, if you're talking to military guys yeah, and here we are, we've made a nice settlement and mm-hmm. it's amazing and we're like, Christ is our King. Paul is essentially saying, hey, this isn't the prize. Mm-hmm. This is pretty nice though, isn't it? Right. Yeah, we love it. We just want to, it's kind of like, who was it that stayed on the wrong side of the uh, Jordan?
0: Oh, um, Manasseh, Manasseh right? Reuben, and
1: Gad. It's like Re- Manasseh, Reuben, and Gad. The temptation is to go, we'll just take this because this mm-hmm. is really this great. This is great. And Paul is saying, there is more. That's to, a great analogy. There's more to mm-hmm. push into. The resurrection is beyond that river. and mm-hmm. You're going to live forever. That's what I'm pushing to. And so then he goes, let those of you who are mature think this way. So those of you who are mature, you're beyond just going, Am mm-hmm. I saved or not saved? You're going, what am I pressing into? What's important? My job, my status here on earth, when I was born, how much money's, or that you are in Christ pushing towards the resurrection.
0: And your real citizenship is in heaven. Right. And not here.
1: So he's like, I'm praying that uh, God will reveal this to you. Only let us hold true what we have attained. Mm -hmm. So he's like, look, I know I'm talking about things. We haven't attained the resurrection yet. So let us deal with the the gap right now. between We live in between heaven and earth now. God has penetrated earth with his Holy Spirit. Anyway, so then he goes on to, now just imitate me. Mm -hmm. Keep your eyes on those who walk according. Why? Because there are many of whom I've told you and even tell you now with tears. Walk as enemies of the cross. Man,
0: I read that, and I actually heard him for the first time. Yeah. And was like, ah, oh. like, I know. I've experienced that, where you're excited about someone. Yeah. You're like, man, God's doing great things in their lives. You're telling people about the great things. And then, like, months later, you're like, ugh. Well, do you see what makes... They're total enemies now. They
1: walk as enemies. How or why? Because their end is destruction. What does that mean? It means... The rest of it says, God is their belly and they glory in their shame with mind set on earthly things. Mm-hmm. So see the contrast. Resurrection is what we're our prize. Yes. And he's saying what happens is people who have faith say this isn't enough. Yeah. I'm suffering. I don't like it. And so as you shift, your pride then takes you to, I'm gonna serve my own desires. What can mm-hmm. I
0: get for myself now. now?
1: It's what they were saying to Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. If you're God, save yourself now. And you make yourself an enemy to God if you make the final goal now. Mm-hmm. Paul is pressing forward to what he doesn't know yet. He mm-hmm. just knows there's resurrection. But those who have their minds on earthly things, again, it's like you will become what you worship. Mm-hmm. And sadly, um, just because you've been in the temple and you've mm-hmm. partaken of the of heavenly food and you've had faith, you do need to maintain a spirit of... Um, of repentance mm. and be checking yourself how deeply am i um focusing on earthly things but paul says but for us our citizenship is in heaven and from it we await a savior and again he comes back see we're i'm confident that we're right because paul i'm just saying what paul's saying the lord um the savior the lord jesus christ who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. He's talking again about resurrection. Mm-hmm. Therefore, so there's another therefore. So in light of all this, press forward to the resurrection that is surely ours. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love, long for my joy and crown. Stand firm. There it is again. So yeah. another book where he's like
0: stand in uh, these I think things. it's the same
1: thing. It's the same book. I know, but he says stand in Ephesians, uh, like stand firm as you put on the armor of God. Um, oh, you're right. I, think you're right. Yes. I mean, he you're says right. in different yeah. words, like the idea is we have the high ground. We yeah. have gained the victory, mm-hmm. but this isn't the final high mm-hmm. ground. There's a ground even higher. Um, and then I feel like in this section, he, we get the beautiful, I mean, we could spend another 30 minutes, but... Um, we won't stand firm. I'm gonna break down the three things yeah. that are coming up.
0: Yeah. Rejoice
1: in the Lord always. Mm-hmm. Again, I say rejoice. And this is where it's like beautiful. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God which passes surpasses all understanding.
0: Man, it's so. Your I, I love that. It's so simple. It's yes. like if you're anxious about something, give it to God. Give it to God. Go to yeah. him in prayer.
1: And the idea is, I, I love this section. It's worth memorizing. But rejoice always. How do I mm-hmm. rejoice? Well, what are are you, anxious? You aren't the people who should be anxious. You aren't the people who should be fear. We're not these fear. people. We're not these people. Well, what are we? We're the people who have peace. Well, right. And he's saying, that's right. So stand firm in who you actually are. Why do we right? have peace? Because we have eternal life. And rejoice in who you are. Mm-hmm. Well, now, if you have all, if you're exhibiting and manifesting something that's not yours, like anxiety... Give it to the Lord. Mm-hmm. He will give you peace that passes all understanding. And then he even goes farther. Finally, again, finally, brothers, here's what you you start to shift your mind on whatever is true, on whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there's anything excellent, anything worthy of praise, he says, put your mind on those things, because the natural man, natural human, it's easy to imagine calamity. Mm-hmm. It's easy to foresee death. Yes. It's easy to foresee... Um, Bad things. It is not You're not special for going, I knew something bad was going to happen. I think this is not going to work out well. Well, you're not a rocket scientist. You're the obvious.
0: Mm -hmm. You're an obvious person. Yeah, but it's from God to imagine good things.
1: Yes. We now shift our mind to what can go right Mm -hmm. because that's what our God is. And then finally, he gives the classic verse, um, I know what it's like to live with much. I know what it's like to live with little. And the contentment that comes... From trusting the Lord.
0: Yeah, and again, it's this idea of because I know God and His love and that I'm going to live forever with Him, yeah. I can endure anything.
1: Yeah, and that's why He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Again, not an individual coffee-mate creamer for one mm-hmm. cup of coffee. It's this mindset that I can do all things through He Him who strengthens me. Again, it means I, I can live through this horrible thing happening
0: yeah he's in jail
1: i can live through the good thing happening Mm -hmm. because that will destroy you too a lot of money destroys you no money destroys you right and i have this confidence that i'm content that with whatever god has given me if he is with me he is life Mm -hmm. he is resurrection of all things i'm putting my mind on him and when i am anxious i'm going to give that to him and he will give me the peace that only an all-powerful and all-loving god can give you yeah at the end of it, he says, thanks, Philippi. You guys helped me out. He has yeah. tons of gratitude for these people. yeah, Because they, they were with him through a bunch of crazy things. And they're, <laughs> they they're so committed to him that they're the one place that always supplies his needs. And uh, he gives thanks and gratitude for them. And then leaves them with, um, you know, brothers, greet every saint in, Je- in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. He blesses him at the end. And I think this book is a great blessing to us. It it, it provides Mm -hmm. for us that contentment uh, wrapped up and filled with joy. All right. Thanks, Paul. And we just finished Philippians.
0: Yeah, we did. Today I'm going to read Psalm Chapter 116, verses 1 through 9. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy, because he inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call on him as long as I live. The snares of death encompassed me, the pangs of Sheol laid hold on me. I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, I pray, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is merciful. The Lord preserves the simple. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return, O my soul, to your rest. For the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. For you have delivered my soul from death, my my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living.
1: just been fed by ravens. Go in peace and serve the Lord. We will talk to you next time.